Welcome to the Gaining Momentum Podcast with your hosts, Abby and Megan. This is the podcast where we try our best to parent our kids for the world we want them to grow up in and the world we live in now. Hello, hello, Gaining Momentum community. It's Megan here with Abby. Hey, hey. We're checking in for our first mini-sode of season two. Woo! We're back. Sorry, I had a frog in my throat there. (laughs) Clearly, we're very rusty. I forgot to take my water swig before we uh, went on record. (laughs) So how are you? What's going on, Abby? I'm good. I have been reflecting a lot since that episode came out and we talked Mm. to my dad and Susan about death and dying and aging and mortality. And it's kind of been getting me in my feelings and in my head thinking about it in my life. What about you? Yeah, definitely. Same. Big time. Same. I feel like we should mention because we did sort of refer to some of the work that Susan does still Mm. in the episode. I noticed that we didn't really like dig much deeper into what that stuff was in terms of if people wanted to find it or wanted more information because Mm -hmm. one of the cool things coming out of that episode was there were a number of people who articulated how interested they were in a death Mm -hmm. and dying dinner so if you heard the episode you know that that's something that Susan does in her work which well not it's something that got her started in her work got her started in her work right right and then now she does more um, workshop stuff with folks but we just wanted to note uh, where you can find more information about that stuff uh, and the work that she's doing Yeah. Susan's website is thecoachingproject.com. And that was also one of the resources listed in the last episode. So you can either get it right here or you can go back and listen to that episode again and check out Mm. the resource list at the bottom of the episode description show notes. Perfect. Yeah. It's definitely got me thinking a lot about it for sure, especially after like the year we've been in with like such a complex um, experience. Everybody has like, you know, experience of to varying degrees of loss and grief within their world but this has been a very like grief heavy year I don't I think for a lot of our listeners too has them thinking more about like life and death and you know all of this stuff that we've been digging into in this series of episodes Mm -hmm. so I'm really in my feelings about it too it's kind of a still pretty mixed bag like how comfortable people are talking about their own mortality Mm -hmm. And, you know, we did a few polls in after the episode, and I noticed a trend that folks seem actually less comfortable thinking about death and dying in their own life than they are um, in having conversations with, like, older relatives even about, you know, death and dying and, like, whatever that means for them and their families. So I thought that was interesting. Well, that makes sense to me, though, that people would have a harder time confronting their own mortality than the mortality of somebody else in their life. Yeah. Because, you know, it's very personal when you're thinking about your own life and death. Yeah. Whereas, like, you can keep it a little bit more at a distance if it's talking to an older relative. Because, like, you know, if you're talking to a Mm -hmm. grandparent about aging and about mortality, that's sort of what you're equipped with from a young age. You know, you learn, like, eventually grandma or grandpa Mm -hmm. is going to pass away and whatever. But, like, you don't learn as a child, like, you are going to die. (laughs) So, like, as you get older and that becomes a little bit more of a reality because, you know, you're aging and you're kind of confronted with it like as parents yeah when you become responsible for somebody else that made me face my own mortality a little bit more because I hadn't really thought about it before and then boom yeah for sure which I think we comes up a little bit more in the second part of this episode when we talk a bit more about talking to our kids about aging and mortality yeah that was a 
that was a powerful thing that you had shared that it was it hadn't come up for you really until you became a parent then it was like oh gosh like I need to be here and what does that mean for you if I'm not um and I'm a little in the reverse Mm -hmm. like I actually find it like I'm I'm pretty like I don't I'm not too stuck and anxious thinking about my own mortality but I do think I do get anxious and I'm more stuck thinking about like my loved ones and their mortality especially because some of those folks are it's more of a reality Mm -hmm. in the timeline of their life at this point and they're like conversations we've had very like frankly about like what's to happen and so it's been more on the table if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and because it's been more on the table it makes me more anxious it's like it's more real than thinking about my own in some kind of weird way but we did I'm glad you said that uh piece about like um connecting this to talking to kids because what that's another piece of feedback like I think a lot of folks are looking for that part of the conversation. They have so many questions. How do we appropriately respond, particularly if we don't have a built narrative based on our faith mm-hmm. or something that, you know, we can lean on that feels cozy, mm-hmm. which is like amazing if that's part of your landscape. But if it's not, sometimes folks struggle to figure out, like, I don't know. I don't have a, a belief system that tells me exactly what this means when somebody goes or somebody dies or when we die. And so how do we have that conversation? So I just want to say to all our listeners that part two of our conversation uh, with Femi and Susan digs more into that part of the discussion. And then we'll also dig a bit more into it, I'm sure, in the mini that follows that episode. Absolutely. And so in the meantime, if people want to share with us what you're doing, we would love to then share that with the GM community in that mini-sode because we have a lot of ideas. Of course, we don't have answers because Mm -hmm. there isn't one set answer. There's not a narrative that we can all subscribe to, unfortunately. Yeah. In that. If only. (laughs) That parenting handbook that none of us ever received. (laughs) I didn't get mine. Why didn't I get mine? Shipping, man. Shipping. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think the one thing that was kind of universal that and also came up with listeners and came up in our conversation in the episode was this idea of taking the power out of it by normalizing the conversation death and dying dinners well that was one way Susan did it she I I, I love picturing this just the idea of her inviting people over for dinner casually and then being like you know here's some pasta also what do you think about death (laughs) do you have a plan (laughs) And so I think part of that, like other than a catchy name, death and dying Mm -hmm. dinners, it's also just an interesting thing to think about to just normalize it by making it into like casual settings and just sort of a part of normal conversation that you have with your friends, whether it's like over drinks, over dinner, when you're out for a walk. Mm -hmm. And then it got us thinking, if you were hosting a death and dying dinner, Meg, Mm -hmm. who would you invite? So when you asked me this question, I was like, I kind of cheated because I had a really hard time. (laughs) narrowing it down so I was thinking about it in two different ways I was thinking about a list of folks who are no longer with us on this earthly plane Mm -hmm. like so people that have already passed who would I invite yes and they have to be celebrities for this conversation just because like I'm sure I don't know your dentist is great but that doesn't really (laughs) resonate for any of us because we don't know your dentist (laughs) yeah so celebrities for sure was sort of what we were or well known known people right yes So I did not only cheat in that I made two lists, but also my first list of people that have passed is like basically double what you asked me to pick. So, (laughs) so remember this is a mini, so just keep that in mind. (laughs) Okay. So here was my, my first list was who I would invite, who I'd want to sit down with of people that have already had the experience of dying. So that have Mm -hmm. already passed. So here's my list. Alan Rickman, AKA professor Snape. Oh yeah. I just feel like he'd have like really 
powerful insights. Yeah. He made my long list. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be interested to hear which of mine made your long list. Um, Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Like hands down. Yes. There's just so much wisdom in whatever his life looked like in these last number of years. And mm-hmm. obviously he had like a very incredible and powerful orientation to death considering how mm-hmm. he no you know like it was not something anyone knew he was he was on his way making his way towards right mm-hmm. yeah he didn't have to share it with anyone who he didn't want to share it with yeah exactly so I would love to hear from him um Princess Diana Ooh, good one I didn't even think of her yeah I just I've been I had a little Princess Die moment over like maybe a couple of months ago there were a few podcasts that I listened to that like did it like well it's probably partly because the new season of the crown came out mm-hmm. and it like featured mm-hmm. her but then this this uh podcast I listened to called you're wrong about did like a series on like her uh, life yes. and death yes. yeah so I, I I got me thinking more deeply about her as a person and it's like the first death celebrity death that like is really like profound in my mind as like a young person yeah I still remember where I was like you know those flashbulb memory moments totally that's exactly like it it is for me um Whitney Houston would be yes. there yeah yeah she's got to be right yeah and then I was yeah. done there but then I had a flash in the night where I had to add somebody okay wait let me recap so so far Alan Rickman yeah uh Princess Diana yeah Chadwick yeah and Whitney Whitney okay, uh, okay this is my last one and I cheated I know but I had to RBG she was on my on my list, my long list as well. Yeah. yeah. Another person who was like clearly suffering with terminal illness in like the mm-hmm. later years of life, but also like had this profound commitment to like the work they were doing mm-hmm. and like their ethics. And it was, a, it was like a secondary experience almost. I'm sure it mm-hmm. wasn't, but anyway, that's my, that's my list. I know I cheated. What's yours? So my list, I had a long list too. First, I just kind of thought of everybody who I would want to talk to about this and the list was I don't know about a dozen people yeah so then yeah RBG was on that um short list I do I wish I can so shocked I didn't think of Princess Diana that's okay she can come but and Alan Rickman was on the long list (laughs) but I narrowed it down to well I narrowed it down to three it was sort of like a if I have to pick three people I can pick up wow I'm impressed So my, and then my longer. So a couple of people who were close, but didn't quite make my list. Chris Rock. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Aaliyah. Oh yeah. 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 Blown out. Nelson Mandela. Ooh. Yeah. And Stephen Colbert. Oh, interesting. Because, yeah. He lost some family members quite young. He lost right. his father and his brother in a plane crash. And just like the profound effect that um, death and grief and loss has had on his life. And he's talked about this really eloquently. Yeah. He and Anderson Cooper actually had a really beautiful conversation about grief and loss. Yeah. Yeah. His life was actually pretty, there was a lot of tragedy early mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think about it from that angle. And now I have like all these other people coming into my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my actual top three lists yeah. are Maya Angelou. Nice. Cause you know, she, she was on my long list for the record. Super long list. Yeah. She just is, she's just so wise mm-hmm. and so smart mm-hmm. and just the way she puts her words together beautifully, I feel like would just have such a profound impact. Like I feel like mm-hmm. she would be able to say something that would unlock something in me and really resonate. Yes. Yes. And then I picked Maya Rudolph. Nice. She also experienced loss young. Her mother passed mm-hmm. away when she was a child mm-hmm. and 
She's also just funny as hell. I would love to have yeah. dinner with Maya Rudolph. Imagine <laughs> sitting there with Maya Rudolph, Maya Angel, the Mayas. Yes, exactly. Like, I was trying on. to find a third Maya. And then I was like, <laughs> do I pick Maya, like the R&B singer? And then yeah. I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah. So then, and then my third was Chadwick. Nice. Yeah. Okay. For the, for the same reasons I said or for different reasons? Yeah, just because, you know, uh, his movies had a tremendous impact mm-hmm. over his relatively short career. Mm-hmm. And just the strength that he showed and the bravery yeah of going through all that he went through and still giving so much to the world yeah exactly. it was just and I can't imagine because also he's like not he wasn't that much older than us no I know like he was within like what five to ten years of us for sure he and was. so just mm-hmm. somebody going through that amount of pain and loss so young I just think he would have something to share yeah that I would like to hear yeah so what was your secondary list well, it was like people that are alive. Okay. And it, I did narrow it to three. Okay. Um, so it wasn't a mix. It was Malala. Yeah. Good one. Because I feel like, come on, like somebody that has like faced death. Literally, yeah. And struggle and just like, I like you said about Maya Angelou, would have something to say that would like unlock something in me that would allow my orientation to it to like shift or mm-hmm. feel at peace, right? Or feel like strength or something. Um, I said Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Ooh, Okay, yeah. Because she's hilarious, A. Mm -hmm. And B, she also had like a bout of breast cancer over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So I thought like that's somebody who I think would have like a a take on their own mortality that would be interesting and and funny. Mm Mm-hmm. And then my last one was Oprah. Oh, I thought about Oprah. And then I was like, maybe I'd pick Gail because everybody always talks to Oprah, but Gail's got a lot of cool stuff to say too. Gail is brilliant. Yeah. Gail is like a Gail is Gail in her own right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Oprah, again, is somebody who struggled like in their early life and had a lot of like trauma. And I just feel like like Oprah's probably got some wisdom, some nuggets to share on lots of things, but maybe this topic too. So sorry that I cheated, but it was oh, a hard okay. assignment. <laughs> it was hard because I had a secondary list. Mine, yeah. um, like I kind of thought of the idea, like would I talk to George Floyd or Tamir Rice Ooh, or yeah. Breonna Taylor or Joyce Etchequan or any mm-hmm. one of the murdered and missing indigenous women or any one of the yeah. children who have died in school shootings. And yeah. just sort of, you know, people who did not see their deaths coming and whose deaths mm-hmm. were a hundred percent avoidable. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. sort of, and also just the idea of like talking to them about the legacy that they've left left behind, that they shouldn't yeah. have had to leave because you know they didn't have to yeah. die. Yeah, I think about that a lot. Like what what like George Floyd would be thinking about like the way that the world has responded to his passing. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. But yeah, I think that I didn't think about it from that angle. I was like, I was being selfish. I was like, what can I get from <laughs> versus like what some of those folks, what kind of space they could take up and share with us about what that experience is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ultimately went the other way because yeah, I was trying to keep it positive. I thought it was worth mentioning just because, yeah. you know, these are people who shouldn't be celebrities because the reason we know them we know their names because of their deaths and like that wasn't the path that they were setting themselves out for yeah absolutely yeah that's heavy but like important to sit in also Mm -hmm. so on that note we'll be moving into our second part of our discussion on aging and mortality death dying and we'll be focusing more on how to speak with little people about that and the kinds of conversations folks are having within their families. So we really hope that you stay tuned for the second part of that conversation. 
And thanks for rejoining us for the second season of Gaining Momentum. We're so excited to have you back. We acknowledge that Gaining Momentum is recorded, produced, and edited on the unceded territory of the Selic Okanagan people and the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Gaining Momentum. Gaining Momentum. Hosted by Megan and Abby. With artwork by Catherine Katja. Music by Evan Dysart. Please check our show notes with each episode for more information on Catherine and Evan, plus how you can stay in touch with us through email, Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to hearing from you.